Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Welcome to Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry. I'm Terry Fry. Eric Goodman is taking time off to get married. Yes, really, to get married. Our best to Eric and Mandy. And again, today, Justin Adams of CBS4 is sitting in with me. He's a grad of Montbello High. Mm. Can we see that? Oh, yeah, come on, come on. Come on, come on. Come at on. the end, I'm going to have to make a confession. Come on, come on. And he's a state, He's at uh, CBS4. Mm, 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 mm. He's, uh, he's also a graduate of CU. He's the station's valued utility man as a news and sports anchor. Today you can watch us at milehighsports.com. You can reach us via the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at tfry, T-F-R-E-I, and at Justin Adams TV. Or you can call or text us at 303-831-1340. That's 303-831-1340. And I have to confess, right off the bat, <laughs> uh, I, I I let Justin down today. Come on, man. He, he, he wore his Montbello Warriors shirt. I was going to wear my Wheat Ridge Farmers windbreaker again. I was mostly concerned because I would get a coach get a call from Coach Bell saying, "Yeah, you were supposed to turn that in." That's right. Did you ever steal anything from your high school? Did I? <laughs> I never stole anything from my high school. Oh yeah, right. There's nothing in a white bag in my uh, my room right now that I stole from the school. Never did anything. You like never that. did that. Never like a football jersey or two. I went to two different high schools. I I managed to have swag from both. Well, you're supposed to. Yeah, Wheat Ridge, Wheat Ridge and South Eugene. I call it a borrowing. I just borrow. How about CU? The CU football program. You were a CU football. Player. Well, we got we did get a lot of swag there, but I never ever, you know, stole a football. Never did that. Never is it in my basement right now that my son plays with all is the time. Is it signed? Um, no, it's not signed. It's just a football. It's just a football. Uh, you didn't. You but didn't I know, but I, I, I don't have it though. Maybe it was just like sitting yeah. out in the parking lot. Yeah, and you just picked it up. I mean, somehow it's in my basement. I have no idea, but I I never stole it. I, I don't know how. I mean, it's a new construction and everything. Never did that. Hey, we talked about NIL a little bit in our previous appearances. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what would have been your perfect NIL as a player? <laughs> just pay my <laughs> pay for my degree. <laughs> that would have been good enough for me. Um, now, you know, look, as a walk-on, um, as a guy for me, I kind of actually had a little bit of an NIL to, to sort of speak. Um, I had my red shirt freshman year was paid for through uh, College of Vest Scholarship. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did volunteering for Young Life for Metro Denver. Um, so it was a ministry there, so I was able to um, go and volunteer there um, while playing football. Now, that was tough, don't get me wrong, but we had to keep the hours uh, working with guys like Albus Brooks, um, Art Williams, mm-hmm. and other, other individuals as well, and so um, it was fun. John Bailey? Yeah, 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 so different guys too. It was, I mean, it was just a blast to be able to do so. But uh, look, I'll be honest, man, when you talk about NIL deals, especially for a walk-on, Man, you can give me a, a cheeseburger and I'll be good, you know? Shoot. Give me a gallon of gas and I'll be all right. Especially to that's what NIL should be. You know, a booster could give you like seventy five cents and you if you, you say, I want a cheeseburger, he'd oh, throw yeah. in another dime. From the hamburger stand. Yeah. I don't I don't need I, I mean pasta jays and all that. That's cool. Man, just let me get something from the hamburger stand. Let me get some, you know, a burger and a fry. Remember the days with the hamburger stand they were like twenty nine cents? Uh yes. 
Man, those burgers were... Bob's in Eugene, it was Bob's 19-cent hamburger. Yes! It was called Bob's 19-cent hamburger. And you know what's You amazing? got a hamburger for 19 cents. That's it. And they're not White Castles. Either. Right. They're real hamburgers. Look, man, look, we could talk about White Castle if you want to. Yes, I we, love White Castle. We have a sports show. But we could talk about White Castle if you want to. Several people I, I know have eaten... I don't know. This is hard to believe. Uh-huh. This is really hard to believe. Yes. I know several people who have had White Castles while sober. Shocker. Because that's not the way you're supposed to do it. No. <laughs> uh, White Castle is the best burger within the first 15 minutes of it actually being made <laughs> and into your hands. Once it hit 15 minutes and one second, it will be the worst burger you've ever had in your life. How about the frozen ones? How about the frozen ones at the Why? grocery store? Do, do you want to get Pepto-Bismol? Yeah, is, actually, is, is that like, no, exactly? I've actually done it. Oh, my God. Why? Terry. You know what my NIL was at CU? Yes. It was... Uh, White I, Castle? I, I, no, I got it. I worked for the Rocky Mountain News in college, ah. kind of an internship slash job. I mean, I was a regular employee, but it was mostly done so they could write it off, so they could bill it as an internship. Right, right, right. right. And I graduated, and I they said, "We're really looking forward to hiring you the next time we have an opening," and 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 then you can come back. So I got a job actually down in the Tampa Bay area, Clearwater. Nice. And then I was I had the moving van coming. I was moving down to Clearwater and the Denver Post called and offered me a job. Get out of here. So the Rocky Mountain News put me through college and I immediately went to work for the Denver Post. That's what I'm talking about. So that's uh we so those are our little bit of our backgrounds. I when we do guy talk, we like people to find out who we are. You have to, man. Now 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 the question is before we uh, go on to the next segment, how did you celebrate what you had that full-time job? I don't even remember. I remember the press club. Going okay. to the press club was 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 a fun place to go. Did you uh? You no, have any, no. You didn't have I any told, white. You didn't have any white castle. No. Oh no. <laughs> they had a nice buffet. They actually had good food at the press club okay. at that time. And and people would go in there after work. I mean, we we'd get off work at like midnight. Yeah. And so you weren't really out carousing. You're just really looking for a place to eat and another way and and have a have social gathering. So that was a lot of fun. And I was like. 22 years old at the time. Come on, I love it, I love it. So, with that out of the way, it's time for The Lead. The Lead, presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. Doesn't it seem like the Avalanche should be playing tonight? Yes. It's really kind of where we got into this every other game rhythm during the previous series, Mm -hmm. where they have either travel or no practice, optional practice, uh, between games, the rhythm's all fouled up for this. They wanted to have a Saturday night game for ABC. I don't blame them. So by that, the way, that, I don't blame them. That was all the maneuvering when they're talking about whether the series started on the 15th mm-hmm. or 18th was based on ABC wanting a, a Saturday game. But after this, they will go back to the every other day rhythm, and I think that's just. I got into that rhythm. Yeah. Even I bet even fans got into that rhythm. Sure, fans got into that rhythm, but you know who else got into that rhythm? The players. Yes, they and did. this extra day off, I don't know if it's going to work for the benefit of the Avalanche. I think it works more so in the benefit of Tampa Bay. Well, we'll find out. Yeah, we will find out. Went for to sure. practice this morning. But uh, you have a guy. I was thinking about this earlier. You have a guy where you always. Uh, your instinct, your first move is to get his first name wrong every time you yes. call him a different name. Yes, I call that my wife all the time. <laughs> I just get that first name wrong. Uh, do you do that when you're asleep? Yeah, you just replace that with babe and baby and honey and hey you. Andrew Cagliano, <laughs> I always want to call Bob Cagliano. I don't know why. Every, 
I think in radio, I bet everybody's got one of those. Yeah. Right? Just naturally. Always, but always. Shannon and Sterling Sharp was, was oh, another case that was tough. So tough. So Andrew Cogliano, who has a broken finger, practiced, got was in a white jersey, went through full participation practice this morning, and afterwards, Jared Bednar was asked if he's available because, while well, he was out there. He was full participation. He was in a white jersey working with other guys in white jerseys. And so we he was asked, what's the story with Nazem Kadri and is Cagliano going to be available tomorrow night? You, you know Jared Benner just completely uh, buried his soul and filled everybody in. Well, you know, yeah. Uh, well, you know, he's he was out there today, and uh, he's still day-to-day. We'll see how it works out. Pretty close. You should, did you supply him those clothes? <laughs> Pretty much. Here's what he said. Jared Benner saying of Cagliano, he felt good enough to join the group today. We'll see what it brings tomorrow. Oh, goodness. That was it. Okay, so so what what does it mean? Uh, it, let's say he is back in the lineup. Well, see, he's a little different than Kadri because a broken finger for a player who's not an, uh, he's not an offensive juggernaut himself. Right, right, right. He's not an offensive player. The, de- the deal with Kadri is with a broken thumb, he could probably play. In fact, I'm, uh, I'm 99% sure he could play. But the problem is he's he does have an offensive compo- component to his game. He would be out there being defensive-minded, and he would not be able to bring the full package of what the Avalanche need from him and expect from him. So he could, yes, he could play, but he couldn't be effective. But was, there's he, a big difference now with Cogliano. Yeah. Cogliano, his role is is different. I don't think he needs to be. He doesn't need to be in that situation, and it's it's a finger rather than a thumb. So I. And I was also thinking about this later. You know, you know all the coaches' subterfuge games, mm-hmm. the silly games. So I was kind of thinking later, you know, I, I wonder if they just put Cogliano out there. Because there's uh, 500 people in the stands watching this, including people from the Tampa Bay Lightning. So there's, hey, there's Cogliano. He's mm-hmm. probably going to play tomorrow night. So I, I wonder if it was almost subterfuge putting him out there. Because he can skate. You know, you can skate with a broken finger, right. I think. Right, So So that he looked... He, he looked, but he was handling the puck and he was shooting. So I think he's a possibility to play tomorrow night. But I wouldn't put it past them to say, you know, he's probably pretty close. Let's put him out there and give them something to think about. Now, if he plays, I think Nico Sturm would be back out of the lineup. Okay. But I'm not positive of that. So we'll, that's something we will have. You know, in the playoffs, you sure, sure a heck of a lot of the time end up saying, well, we'll have to see. And this is what he said about Nazem Kadri. He said he, now, I skated again today. He added a stick for it the last couple of days. He's getting better, but I don't have any, I don't have an update on him besides that. That translating, translating that, that means I'm not going to tell you anything. He, he shouldn't be back until game four anyway. But once you won game one, I don't need you until game four. Really? No. I mean, just to be honest, I I want him to get as much rest as possible because you and I both know what will happen. You're going to shoot that thing up. You're going to try to figure out a way how to have him. Because Nazem Kadri is not Nazem Kadri if he's not shooting a puck. We're talking about a guy. Winning face-offs. Winning face-offs. He's um, also what on the top line in the power play. Yeah. You know, and so you need that guy. First power uh, play unit. Yeah. Exactly. And his toughness, um, this will be that type of series. We saw that in game one. So if you don't have him at, he won't be 100%, obviously. But if you don't have him at least at a point where he could be at least a threat offensively, then no. why would you have him out there? You know, th- this series is still going on. 
uh, in the spotlight with from ABC, ESPN, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in the spotlight. And it's in the spotlight even more now because of what happened last night. That's right. And we're going to talk about that when we come back. Drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Back to Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry. Justin Adams sitting in for Eric. I'm Terry Fry. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at T at T Fry and at Justin Adams. And you can call us at 303 or Texas at 303-831-1340. 303-831-1340. Let's talk about dynasties and let's not talk about the Tampa Bay Lightning yet. <laughs> no let's, more. Let's make them work a little bit more for that. Right. So the Golden State Warriors won their fourth championship in eight years. Mm-hmm. Is that dynastic? Uh yeah. Yes. Yes. You know the Edmonton the Edmonton Oilers won five and eight years. I know, man. The they're, boy, they're bad. So boy. I, I think, yeah, if you you if you're a majority or fifty percent or more in a mm-hmm. period, mm-hmm. that's dynastic, right? Well, and it's the way that they did it too. I mean, it, it, look, let's just call it what it is. You could make the argument the dynasty actually started when they played against the Nuggets. I believe it was the 2013 playoffs mm-hmm. in the first round where Steph came out of to us. Was that Andre Iguodala? That was Andre. That, that's when he became the Black Bowl. Yeah, he was, um, he was passing along man, the space Man, so secret. crazy, man, with Mark Jackson. But, I mean, you saw the talent with Steph, and he just exploded. And I remember that series where I looked, and the Nuggets got the first win. And then, on, you know, on a game winner by um, Andre Miller. And then from there, it was just like Golden State just woke up. It was crazy. And, I mean, there was nothing the Nuggets could do. I think they lost that one in, in six, actually. And so, from there, they lost to the Spurs in the next round. And then after that, they just blossomed into the team that they are today. And even though everybody's older, Clay Thompson coming back from two injuries, ACL, uh, Achilles injury. Draymond Green had to spend some time on the bench, um, you know. And then think about this. Um, Clay, not Clay, but Steph, he had a foot injury. And there was even talk that he might miss some of the series this year against the Nuggets in the postseason. But to go from there and to get the uh, contributions from Jordan Poole and um, Andrew, Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins, my goodness. I mean, defender. I mean, just probably you can make the argument the most athletic guy in the NBA. Um, just showed up and showed out, and they got another ring to show for it. I think that that's the most impressive thing to me is that they're going through a transition in some way. Yes. They're not remaking the team. They're not rebuilding. Mm. They're not reconstructing. They're just adding to and tinkering. Well, but that's what happens when you have the worst record in the NBA, <laughs> right? You you have all these draft picks. So you have the worst record in the NBA. You have all these draft picks. And then think about it. They had, um, oh, I can't think of his name now. He's a point guard now for the Minnesota Timberwolves. And I know it's D'Angelo something. I can't, forgive me for not getting that Russell. name. D'Angelo Russell, yeah. So they had D'Angelo Russell. What did they do with that? They traded D'Angelo Russell in order to get Andrew Wiggins. So at that time, we're all looking at that like, what the heck are the Warriors doing? And now you look up and you're like, 
What a great trade. And you know who's the winner in that trade, obviously, it's the Warriors. So very smart by the front office. A lot of luck played into this as well to be able to go and get um, the type of, type of guys that, um, that are young and doing a lot of great work. They really didn't even need right now, but they'll be there later on in future years. I mean, this is a team that's going to be tough to beat for years to come. Well, you know how people want to look for silver linings. Mm-hmm. Does the Nuggets loss to the Warriors to the championship, to a dynastic team, mm-hmm. does that make, should that make Nuggets fans feel a little, little better? No, you shouldn't feel a little better. You know, you know No, because the reality is you, you know, lost. The, the second you get Michael Porter Jr. and... Jamal Murray back. They're going to be. They're going to be a juggernaut. Do you, do you who who's guarding Steph Curry? Well, it, it ain't no. All right. Do you want to put? Do you really want to put Aaron Gordon on Steph Curry? By the way, Aaron Gordon. If you haven't checked it out, my man has uh this commercial for yeah. his cologne. Is it good? Uh, uh, Second uh, one I've seen this summer for him. There was there was one a couple weeks back, and then yeah. this new one. Yeah. Both pretty good, man. It almost makes you want to buy the cologne. It almost does. Do Mayweather is almost. What do you What do you mean almost? <laughs> it, it ain't the cologne that makes you want to buy it. It's the young lady up in that thing that makes you want to buy it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Boy, Terry, how old are you, brother? I'm not saying. Okay, Terry is about. What'd you say? I'll say he's about 21. Wink. That, that's right. He's 21. <laughs> I, I'm 67. 67. Well, this commercial will make you think like you're 27. <laughs> Lord have mercy. But um, anyway, I digress. But um, look, the reality is is that the Nuggets they need to have somebody who is going to at least you won't ever stop Steph Curry, you won't stop Jordan Poole, you won't stop the rest of the guys. But you need guys who will be able to at least contain them enough so that your stars could put up more points. I think that, that's a school of thought that I fully support, having covered the NBA for for over a decade in Portland and Denver, is that you You can't stop certain players. You let them get theirs and work on and stop right. everybody else. Right. It's a truism. It's a cliche. But I think it's very definitely the best way to attack it in the in the NBA. Well, and, and now in today's NBA with positionless basketball, I mean, there were several possessions in the fourth quarter. What do you mean there's positions? Five, three, but two. I, well, you know what I mean. Yeah. It, it, in the sense of if you're going to be on the floor – for the most part, you better be able to guard one through five. Yeah. You know, or at least if you're a big two through five, three so who, through five. Yeah. So who's Michael Porter Jr. ever going to be able to guard? Man, that's he. Now we're talking. Now we're talking. You put MPJ out there. MPJ on, on Steph. Because that's what's going to happen in a series. Mm-hmm. They're going to continue to go and try to go and get those matchups uh, and to target Michael Porter Jr., to target even Jamal Murray. Um, to target Nikola Jokic. Um, Aaron Gordon, you won't see him targeted as much, but you have to go and get that other player on the floor who is a great defender who could get things moving. And look, if you don't have somebody out there who's guarding those guards, you're in trouble. And if the best option that you have is Austin Rivers, and don't get me wrong, Austin Rivers, he's a professional. He has done a really good job for the Nuggets. But for where this team wants to be with the core of what they have, if Austin Rivers is your best option, you might be in a lot of trouble. How long can this how long can this latest dynasty last? Where do you see the Warriors going from here? I mean, it could last shoot. I mean, Jordan Poole has extended this. Uh and Andrew Wiggins. And Andrew Wiggins, Kaminga. I mean, if Kaminga is that guy, we're all in a lot of trouble. Um, well, how about the Celtics then? I mean, with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. They need a point guard. They, you know what? Here's the reality. 
Boston. Marcus Smart is not does not meet the. No, no, man. If Marcus Smart ever takes the ball across the timeline ever again in his life, I want somebody to come out the crowd and tackle him just like they did in Minnesota. Okay, let's not do that anymore. Why not? No, because you need to have a point guard. You know this. He's pretty, but he he's 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 a point guard. Yeah. I mean, in terms. Definition is that he's a point guard. Yeah, well, by definition, there's a whole lot of turnovers, okay? Yeah. Jason Tatum had 100 turnovers in the postseason. How is that possible? 100 turnovers? He got to 99 and then got one more. I mean, look, I'm proud of it's him. It's almost as many turnovers as Draymond Green had fouls. <laughs> I know, right? Sheesh. Uh, the reality is, is that for Boston, their next step is to go and get a point guard. And look, if I'm Boston... And you hear talk of Monte. Don't you dare say Monte Morris. I, I will say that if Monte oh, Morris man. is available. And I, look. I'd do it in it, 10 seconds if I were the Nuggets, if you got anything at all. I mean, for right? He's a nice player, but they need a, the Nuggets have to upgrade a point guard, too. They do. Um, and I, I think they may believe in Bones Highland, uh, who's really, he's grown a little bit in the offseason, and we'll see what happens. But look, Boston needs a point guard, somebody to just get them into the offense. And he's a really cheap deal. And you know what? That might happen. You know, I was, I was thinking about this today with out at the hockey practices with Nathan McKinnon and Kale McCarr. The kind of the, the concept that the superstars are on stage, they're in the spotlight in these kinds of series. Where does this series leave Steph Curry now among in the hierarchy of any of NBA great players in your mind? You start of all time. You started in the top ten, uh, maybe extended to fifteen. Um, but you don't go past there. You know, um, it's, it's funny because yeah. whenever you try to list the greatest players in the NBA, some if you say how where is so and so on your list, you always say oh I don't know eight something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you start listing the past great players, and you you come up with fifteen. So that means he's sixteenth. Right. So I would say my my gut instinct was to say Curry was like eight, but now now I think but I I sat down and rattled off and wrote down the greatest players of all time in the NBA. And I think, now I'm going to say Curry's probably 12th right now. Okay, go. I, I, want, I want to hear your list. I See, this is the thing, man. Jordan, Will, I listen to Wizard. Larry, yeah. Magic, Oscar Robertson, Bill Russell, LeBron. Okay. Keep going. Yes, keep going. That's it. I mean, all right, that, LeBron, Larry Bird. Now, you can make the argument that Steph is, he has more awards and more credentials now than Larry Bird. Bird only has three rings. Oh, I don't think he's Steph has four. Yet. I, but, but I mean, if you're talking about the greatest shooter ever, yeah. the greatest shooter ever is Steph Curry. Mm -hmm. That's I mean, I, I don't think that's much of an argument there. No, there really is. The greatest shot, though. There are a lot of guys who are streak shooters and, right. and could really fill it up for periods of time, but but not, not in the relentless way that Curry does. Right, right, right. The best shot, though, is the skyhook. That will always be the best shot in NBA history. Um, but it helps if you're really tall. Dude, I know. And nobody could stop it. Um, so, I, I mean, it's, you know, there's a lot of different things that people will say today about this top 10 list. Um, I think Steph is comfortable at, at you know, top 12. Um, you could sneak him in the top 10. But here's the thing about him and his career. He still has much more to give. And this is the one thing and the reason why I believe that Golden State will still be a team that will be a threat. I believe we're going to see from Steve Kerr who is a disciple of Greg Popovich, we're going to see him start to have those maintenance days mm -hmm. that he did with Mono Ginobili, Tim Parker, uh, Tony Parker, it's, as it's well as games too. sitting out games. Because they understand that we need you healthy in the postseason. And the heck with you if you've paid 
big money. To Nobody cares. Oh, oh, they they do don't too. care, dude. They, come on, man. It's you're, all about the postseason. You're and entertainers. So, well, and look, look, I understand, right? But look, let's be honest. Do you really care about what happens in a game on November 20th? Do you yes. really care about what happens yes, in a I game? Do. If I've paid big money to get into the game and hoping to see somebody. Yeah, I can't wait to watch that primetime matchup on February 3rd. Well, it used to be Tim Duncan. Oh, shoot. For example. <clears throat> I mean, the, the reality is you lower the minutes, um, you get this team to the postseason healthy. You give all a lot more time to the young guys, to the Kamingas, to the James Wiseman, if he's still around. And you go and build them up. You get them better. And now you have more depth in the playoffs at a good cost for your franchise and move on in the playoffs. You know what the commonality was in seeing the, the, the NBA finals and even the earlier rounds and the NHL Stanley Cup final and the earlier rounds? It's not jarring. It doesn't offend me. It's, just, it's, so, it's about how different things are now. It was the open talk, open talk. Of gambling sponsorships, yes, in both leagues, teams, everything. Yes, and that's fine, and it's, it sure makes it a lot more fun. I didn't realize how much more fun it would <laughs> make it to be able to talk openly about this because you can talk about gambling without actually gambling, right? And and along those lines, we'll be talking about the uh, Rocky Mountain Forest Products Gambling Challenge when we come back. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Welcome back to Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry. I'm Terry Fry. Eric Goodman is taking some time off to get married. Again, our best Eric and Mandy. And again today, Justin Adams of CBS4 is sitting in. With what me. up? He's he's just been giving me all kinds of grief during every break, mm-hmm. forgetting to wear, for forgetting to wear my Wheat Ridge Farmers windbreak. I mean, it's true. I'm sorry about that. I mean, I'm just proud of my school, you know, that I've oh, never took anything uh, from. Uh, uh, maybe I'll take a quick Uber home and come back <laughs> and bring it back. All right, all right, I like that. But you can reach us on Twitter at @tfry and at Justin Adams TV in conjunction with the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed. Or you can call us or text us at 303-831-1340. And now now it's time for What's Trending. What's Trending. Presented by Silterhar Mazda. Get to Silterhar in Broomfield for a no-pressure buying experience at Silterhar Mazda. Or find them at sthmazda.com. I've always wanted to do this. You know who Les Nessman is? Mm Mm-hmm. I've always wanted to do this. Do it. Breaking news! Ah! As God is my witness, I thought turkeys could fly. So we got breaking news. We do from Mike Singer with the Denver Post with the Denver Nuggets. Nuggets veteran Jeff Green is expected to pick up his $4.5 million player option, a league source told the Denver Post. Which means... What's that mean? that the Nuggets are going to have a 35-year-old guy in the bench, <laughs> right? I mean, pretty much. Uh, look, I mean... He, he wasn't very good in the playoffs. No, he wasn't, but he, he, was terrible should, he, in the he shouldn't have been a starter in the first place, right? And so because of injuries, he had to step in and be a starter. Uncle Jeff did dunk on a whole lot of people, though. 
he still have he, he has the bunnies, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, but with that being said, um, he's a great guy to have off the bench. But he's starting to enter that Yadonis Haslam territory. You know what I mean? Like he's starting to get a little you know long of the tooth. But you know what? In four and a half a million little, dollars, thirty-five years old is not a little long in the tooth. I mean, it's very long in the tooth. I'm thirty-six, and I'm I'm trying to figure no, out how he's doing. It's very long in the tooth, Lordy. Um, but you know what? To to have that, to have that experience, um, you know, he's expected to opt in. He has until Monday to make it official, where he could opt out. But let's be honest, I don't think he's going to find another deal like this in the NBA. So this is a great move for him. What's the atmosphere? And, and I ask this in all seriousness: when mm-hmm. it's a player option. Do you worry about whether the team really wants you back, or you just you just you just thought you take a player option, saying, "Well, this is what I this is the deal yeah. I, I want for it, next year." It's more security, right? Because you know that you have the option. But to... what if you got the what if you got the the uh, vibe that the team really didn't want you to do it? <laughs> I don't care if you like me or not. That's four and a half million dollars in the bank. That is true. You know, um, I tell you what, man, talk to my bank account and tell me how much you don't like me. <laughs> and they don't care, right? The bank account doesn't care, so I don't care. So, um, but but again, just for him, look, he has a security for another year. He's a needed voice for the Nuggets. He'll play, you know, in spurts as well, coming off the bench. Um, and look, let's call it what it is. If you don't get DeMarcus Cousins, um, this might be a guy you have to rely on coming off the bench. Now, he doesn't get rebounds, but this may be a guy that you have to rely on. What's next for the Nuggets? Next for the Nuggets is, again, they have two first-round picks right now. has a 21st and a 30th. Um, but, I mean, the, the next, next, well, no, the draft will come up next week, I believe. So that would be, um, see what they would do. They'll probably, I don't know if there'll be a trade or two or something like that that will happen. We'll see what happens because they have two first-round picks. Um, see if they can leverage that to get a player who could make an impact this year for a team that is trying to contend. They're ready to contend right now. But the other side of the coin, too, is you got to sign Nikola Jokic to that yeah. Supermax deal, man. Oh, well, that's pretty much a done deal. Though. Done data, man. Sign that thing on a dotted line and watch the IRS take 40%. I think Ooh. the next deal has to be draft a guy during a Taco Bell commercial. Yes! Especially if a quesarita's out there, man. Ooh. So that's out of the way. Breaking news. Now we're going to talk about the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Gambling Challenge with Ty Cal. Cade and Evan from the Just Out Skies podcast. Let's look at the lines for Game 2 of the Stanley Cup Final. On the money line, the Avalanche again are heavily favored at minus 160. The Lightning are plus 140. On the puck line, the Avalanche is minus 1.5. The Lightning are plus 1.5. The over-under is at 6. Both over and under is at one minus 110. So what would you take? I think we all, well, look, initially I would say that, you know, the Lightning will win game two and there will be a split. But you know what? I'm going to go with the Avs on this one. Give me the Avs on this one to get the dub. Um, Over and under, I see that it's, where where was the over and under? Is that six? Uh, I'll go with the under. I think we'll see a closely, uh, tightly contested game. I see 3-2 in this one. I will go with the under on this one. I think we're pretty much on the same tune, except uh, I, I think this was destined to be a one-to-one series after the first two yeah, games. Yeah, yeah. And so I, whenever I like do predictions, I, I shy away from single games in series because it's a body of work. It is. And it so is. I, was, I think this is destined to be 1-1 after two games and 2-2 after four, and then it comes down to a, to a best-of-four series. So I'm going to take, take the lightning on the puck line okay. tomorrow night. I almost said tonight because that's the way the rhythm seems. And I'm going to take the under 
the under six goals. I think it's a big. I think Vasilevsky will play well. I think Kemper will have will have a decent game, and that that's going to be a it's going to be a three to two or four to four to one type game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the main thing here is for the Avs. It, it kind of reminds me of Game Two of the second round series between the St. Louis Blues. It's really setting up that way, where the Blues came in and won four to one. Hopefully, the Avs can learn from that game and be able to get a W at home tomorrow night. So those are our picks. What do you guys think? I, I do think Kemper is going to play a better game. You know, he was an accident waiting to happen the yeah. other night, and there were a couple of accidents actually. You, said you know, but, like but, but we were—it's like you and I were talking about. I—I I am part of the—I am part of the rabble who were saying that he, Darcy Kemper has to be a lot better if they're going to win this game. Right, 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 right. And then you look at it, and he said, "It wasn't like he allowed seven goals." Right. He allowed three goals. And so I'm sort of making fun of my own position here, and I hope people understand yeah. that self-deprecation has to be part of an arsenal of any anybody in the media who doesn't take themselves too seriously. So I'm sort of making fun of my own position here. So I'm kind of laughing. Let's see if Darcy Kemper all of a sudden gives up five goals in I know. 17 God. minutes and gets yanked. Then then it'll, then what, what, what will it be like? Pavel for insults, that's what it would be like. Obviously, he'll be in the game. But the main thing, again, for this, and we talked about this yesterday, Terry, and we'll talk about this later on in the show as well, that first goal is so important. I don't think people understand it, it, how yeah, big you, this will be. You know be. The, the hockey vernacular? Yeah. It's huge. It's huge. 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 Uh, but, it's, but it's also the reality of the series. Because you know what, Vasilevsky to be comfortable with the lead. In fact, it was kind of weird. He was really strong much of the game, but mm -hmm. he did allow, you know, he did allow the goals. Well, because pressure busts pipes. Pressure busts pipes. And that's what pressure happened in the first. Yeah, man, man, hey, man, you put I the like pressure that. on it, man. It busts pipes. Um, and I should know. I've, I've done it several times at my house. Um, but in any case, <laughs> it's, uh, it's just one of the things you looked at. And there were several goals that happened. The first goal, right, went right through him. Right? He thought he had it. And Landis Gog was able to go on the opposite side and just tapping knock it, tapping in. Um, and I even look at the one that Nuchushkin had. I mean, that's one that usually he stops, and it didn't happen. But it's what happens when you have that constant pressure over and over again, pressure bust pipes. And that's why this first goal is so important for the Avs, especially in the first period. If they can get after Vasilevsky again, you get the crowd right behind you, everybody's on your back, and you just get more comfortable and it allows you to do what you want to do on offense. And in overtime. Burakovsky shot. He had like half the net to shoot at. Yeah, I mean, there there was nothing. I mean, a, it was a great pass. Yeah, it, look, the reality of that one was he didn't see it. It was it was literally a one timer tic tac toe ball game. Um, and, and all this, and we talked about this too, where it's the Avalanche are the type of team where sometimes it does get frustrating when you watch them because it's like, dude, take the shot, like take the shot. But what they do is they'll pass up one shot. And they'll go for another one, and that's what happened in overtime. You pass what well, JT Confer had it, yeah. and you pass up a rebound opportunity to a one-timer ball game. The puck had come off of skate. Confer to Nuchushkin. Confer went to Nuchushkin. Nuchushkin, yeah. Nuchushkin, yeah, to, to Burakowski. Ball game. Ball game. That's it. Do you like overtime? We're going to talk about overtime yeah. pretty much here a little later. But Danny, what do we got coming up on the Mountain High Appliance in case you missed it, in case I missed it? Well, you guys talked about the Golden State Warriors and their dynasty. We'll compare that to a couple other NBA dynasties of the 2000s. And also, the Houston Astros did something pretty impressive the other day on the pitching side of things. 
Uh, and how do you feel that fans and other teams in uh, MLB are looking at him a couple years removed from that sign-stealing scandal? We'll talk about all that next right here on Afternoon Drive with Adams and Fry on Mile High Sports. Pasito a pasito, suave suavecito, nos vamos pegando poquito a poquito. Cuando tú me besas, con esa de... Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. I like watching the I'm Terry Fry. He's my former Montbello warrior, Justin Adams, reporting the Fletcher. Nobody's called in. Nobody's called in to report you. No, not yet. Okay. Not yet. It Justin, might happen. Justin is from CBS4. He's a grad of Montbello, of course, and CU, and he's this... He's Channel 4's valued utility man as a news and sports anchor. You can watch us at milehighsports.com. You wave. Hello there. Please. Hi. Hey, good to see you. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at T Fry and at Justin Adams TV. Or you can call or text us at 303-831-1340. Now it's time for the final word. The final word. Presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. Just in case you missed it. Presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville, Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com. Just in case you missed it, the NBA season officially over. The Golden State Warriors have been crowned NBA champions for the fourth time in eight seasons. You guys talked about that specific series in the Warriors dynasty a little bit earlier in this first hour. But let's rank these post-Michael Jordan's Bulls dynasties. So after Jordan won six in eight years... We've got the Warriors four rings from 2015 to 2022. The Spurs had five rings from 1999 to 2014. The Lakers had five rings from 2000 to 2010. LeBron James, his own little personal dynasty, he had four rings with three teams from 2012 to 2020. Mm. I'm going to... I'm going to... LeBron's accomplishment is really noteworthy and praiseworthy, but I'm going to throw him out because we're going to talk about teams. I like that, too. Throw him out. <laughs> get out of here. You're gone. Has he ever been thrown out of a game? Probably. He probably, has. probably, yeah. Like once. And the referee probably was fired immediately. <laughs> so. I'm, going to t- I'm going to take the Lakers five in 11 years. I think that was probably the most... The most uh, um, Praiseworthy accomplishment in the dynastic sense. I like the Spurs. I like what the Spurs did. Um, obviously, from the beginning to the end. That was five and 16 seasons. Yeah, but you know what? The way that they did it, though, they were consistent all the way through. Two big, two different big men. And let's call it what it is. If Ray Allen doesn't hit a three, they have another ring. So, look, Spurs were dominant for years to come. They were able to put different pieces. And if Kawhi Leonard doesn't leave, or if uh, was a Zaza Pachulia doesn't go and turn his ankle, Spurs might still be winning rings right now. A lot of things change based off of injuries. Mano Hello? Ginobili is still flopping. Well, yeah, he is. He's a good player, though. A what great do you flopper. think, Danny? 
Uh, well, I think Manu Ginobili is about to be a Hall of Fame flopper. That's uh, right. He's going to be in the Hall of Fame, uh, or he already is, one or the other. I can't remember. But I I think this Warriors team is just one more. very impressive. One they more. are. They are. Um, with their four rings in eight seasons, the only times they didn't win or advance to the finals uh, <laughs> were years that they didn't even make the playoffs. Right. So every time they've made the playoffs, they've made the finals. They lost a couple of those to LeBron. But with that core of Curry, Draymond, and Clay Thompson, Steve Kerr becoming one of the greatest coaches in the NBA after winning five as a player, now he has four rings as a coach for nine total. Um, it's it's very impressive to me, and it's probably a little bit of recency bias uh, because I loved what Shaq and Kobe had in the early 2000s mm-hmm. to start that dynasty mm-hmm. and then Kobe got a couple more once Shaq left. Uh, I always kind of hated the Spurs as a Nuggets fan because yeah. they were yes, they man. were kind of the roadblock yes. uh, that kept the Nuggets from really getting very far um, them and the Lakers but I I was a big fan of Kobe so I and Shaq so I could put put my uh, Nuggets fandom on hold with those guys but yeah like you said with a guy like Manu Ginobili who kind of frustrating to watch even if, he, even if he was a great player um, and one of the and possibly the greatest coach in NBA history, Greg Popovich, guiding them the whole way, uh, that big three of Tony Parker, Tim Duncan, and Manu Ginobili, I respected them, but I never liked them. Right. right. And with this Warriors team, I I legitimately like their big three uh, as as uh, obnoxious as Draymond can be at times. I have a hard time have a hard time not liking him because I know that's the kind of player you need on a team to win championships. That's one of the pieces I think the Nuggets are missing. You know, Danny, you said something very interesting, and we probably should tackle this later on in the show. The only way that the Warriors have lost injuries, injuries, Clay Thompson tears his ACL against Toronto, and then you have Draymond Green getting kicked out in Game Five. Um, now, now, don't get me wrong, right? You still have to win the other games and all that too, but. I mean, when they don't make the playoffs, it's because of injuries. Well, that's the most interesting thing about that, and Danny brought it up, is that that's probably the dynasty with the worst seasons mixed yeah. in it. Oh, man. It was a real roller coaster. Bad ride. seasons allow you, allow you to reload. Yeah, they had had the worst record in the NBA in, during this stretch. Come on, championship. Nuggets. Get it so, together. So, after, so yeah, I was going to say, after, it can about, be done. after about, five, about five Denver parades, we could be sitting here and say, geez, if they hadn't had Murray and... And MPJ hurt. They we'd be talking about ten championships in a row. Let's just get one, <laughs> please. Yeah, well, I'll I'll focus on hoisting one first as well. I'm looking forward to it, and I think that they've got a window here. They'll do it in soon. Uh, just in case you missed it, the Houston Astros make MLB history with two immaculate innings in the same game. Starter Luis Garcia struck out three Rangers batters, number six, seven, and eight in the lineup in the second inning on nine pitches. Then later in the game, reliever Phil uh, Phil Maton used nine pitches to strike out the same three batters. <laughs> so nine pitches, three strikeouts, twice in one game, for the Houston Astros, is this feat more of a positive for the Astros or a negative for the Rangers? Well, first Bad the, night for those three it guys. It really is. Jeez. But you know what? Anytime I get a chance to bang on a, a trash can, I just know that the Astros are doing well. Did you play baseball? I did. Was I good? No. But I did play baseball. I was a good player, but the, the curveball had an amazing property. 
Yeah. It never hit my bat. But you know what? It always hits your bat when there's a trash can around, especially for the Astros. Somehow it always hit that bat. I don't know how. So I see that you're holding on to that that sign-stealing scandal from a couple years ago. Does that... Uh, yeah. I mean, the right now, the Astros are first in the AL West, second in the American League, so they're near the top at this point in the season, could be come playoff time competing for another championship. Do you think a lot of teams and fans are still harboring that same animosity towards Houston? I think some I will. do, too. Yeah. I do, too. Yeah, I think some will. But the reality is, is now they're a team that um, they're actually just really good. I think Dusty Baker is still the, uh, the manager there. So I find myself actually rooting for the Astros to win because I really want Dusty Baker to get that ring. Well, that was Mountain, Mountain High Appliance, in case you missed it, and we'll be right back. Well, outspeed eating sunflower seeds, drinking lots of carrot juice and soaking over race, but it's not I- 